0: Reference to Ghostbusters and nobody's like. <laughs> so I was a little nervous with my first illustration, but if anybody's seen the movie Grease, it's a classic. So I'm glad to know a few of you've seen it. You remember Danny Zuko? Okay, Danny Zuko, spent right his time in high school with a leather jacket on. He was a T-bird, right? And he greased up his hair. He was too cool for school. He barely ever went to class. Tended to have a cigarette in his mouth. But he comes back to school and he tells all of his buddies about Sandy. He met Sandy and they played it on the beach and they fell in love and he didn't have all of his gear on. He was just Danny Zuko. But to his surprise the first day of school, walking around in all of his garb back on, his jacket and these cool dudes hanging out with him, here comes Sandy. And Sandy's reaction to him and his reaction to her is like, oh! out of her girl. especially a girl like Sandy's friend and proper, and had a different understanding of who he was. And she blows, right? the well, you know, she just you know, throws down her pom-pom. You know. yeah. yeah. Where's Sandy? Who are you on the beach? Right? There's this confrontation that they have. Who are you? I thought we were on the same page. I thought I knew you. As we move into our text this morning, there is a similar situation going on here with Peter and Paul. Peter is in a, a situation in these in the new church that they're trying to form. He's spending a lot of time with Gentiles, which are the non-Jewish people, and he's trying to tell them about the Gospel. But when his Jewish friends show up, he sort of pushes the Gentiles away, and he pushes on this Jewish tradition on the Gentiles. And so Paul is sort of in the same situation, going, who are you, Peter?
1: You know the
0: truth of the gospel. Why are you putting these old Jewish laws and rituals and traditions on the Gentile people? I thought we were on the same page. And so in the spirit of that, our text begins today. So just think about how uh, passionately Paul is trying to convince Peter about this message that he's trying to send again and again to the church. And it starts here in verse 15, chapter 2 of Galatians. We who are Jews by birth, and not sinful Gentiles, know that a person is not justified by the work of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too, have put our faith in christ jesus that we may be justified by faith in christ and not by the works of the law because by the works of the law no one is justified. but if in seeking to be justified in christ we jews find ourselves also among the sinners doesn't that mean that christ promotes then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Do not set aside the grace of God for his righteousness can be gained to the law. Christ died for nothing. Let us pray. Dear Lord our God, we ask that your Spirit be our teacher. There are so many days that I have walked around Candace I'm starting my eighth. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? If we really understood the gospel, then the gospel is this simple idea in a lot of ways, but it's so strange because it's like we can't quite grasp it. We can't totally get our hands mind wrapped around it and recognize here that Peter who's been in the ministry who knew Jesus Christ 15 years he's been working on this still is trying to grapple with it. We cannot really get it. So in order to even begin to understand what gospel is we have to really focus in on some of the terms. How do we understand these terms? So many freshmen and new employees this last month have come to River, and they have been inundated with terms. So you hear things like GE 1.5, 4250, SGP, RA, CDA, PT, GD330, freshman seminar. All of these terms I are mean, being thrown out. This is the language that we use on campus all the time. But any new person just, so often just there, what are what in those GE 330? What is that? I don't know what that is. are those who do righteousness all the time. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous. (laughs) What? What is righteousness? (laughs) Simply put, righteousness means to be right with someone or somebody. Right with. To be in a good standing all have this experience where you happily and joyfully skip to the cashier on Whitworth's campus, and you write at the beginning of the semester, you write your very hefty check to Whitworth, thanking them for your experience. (laughs) And the cashier smiles and receives it and passes it. It doesn't bounce. It goes through. You are right with the institution. You pay them money and they give you what? They give you food, they give some, they give some of you housing, they give you an incredible experience in a classroom with professors that love you, and care for you, and teach you incredible things. But if you don't. Right? Right with the institution. What about being right with your friends? In order to maintain friendships, you have to foster this relationship. It's an exchange. I check in on you. I care for you. I ask about you, and I hope that you do the same to me. It's a mutual exchange. And when that works, the relationship builds. This strong history. It's reliable. You can count on it. The relationship has a good record. You are right with each other. And in the same way, if a friend betrays you, or pulls back from you, or disregards you, or makes such spending time with others more than you, the relationship is broken. It's not as reliable. It's not right. Often play that on social media now, right? Can someone please explain to me selfie stick? <laughs> selfie stick. But what is the deal? <laughs> it's a selfie stick. I thought this was a joke. Right? I really thought this was a joke. I flew to Phoenix um, last spring break. My niece was in this thing called Sicilian, hospital the a real fancy ball, and all these young women. Rest in these beautiful bridal gowns, and, and everyone had these sticks. They're running around with these sticks and taking the sticks. I mean, I, we thought it was like a phoenix bat or like a, a thing they did in the desert. We had no idea what sticks were. But they kept showing up. I traveled a lot this summer. I saw them in Montana, I saw them in Vegas, I saw them in California, I saw them in Portland. They are everywhere. So, Times article and the writer says that much of the research on selfies reveals that surprise people who take a lot of them tend to have narcissistic psychopathic and Machiavellian personality traits Forget that narcissism is not just about being an egomaniac. It's also driven by underlying insecurity. This was written by a professor who studies personalities of dolphin keepers. By the way, she says we need to get likes in order to be validated. We are. to be made right. So this not-rightness is a real struggle that we all face. It's a painstaking difficult drive that we all have to sit in for someone to find me new, to find me attractive, to find me worthy. I put a cool tagline on it. I know, I do too, I know. So you spend all the time making it look perfect and then you post it and then what do you do? You stare at the phone and see how many people like it. Oh, like? <laughs> and did I just get a heart or did I get a comment or was there an emoji put on there? What did I get? What did I get? What did I get? <laughs> it's says if for a brief instant you're okay. But then the opposite happens, right? And what if nobody, nobody notices it? Well, I, I have a friend saying I think Someone was mad at me because I don't like any of my pictures on Instagram, <laughs> this is this true? I think we're not alright. This is a way in which we are trying to earn our own rights, with. Our own righteousness. We're working each day so hard to validate that we're good enough and pretty enough and spiritual enough. Paul says we cannot do it. We cannot make ourselves right. We have to die to all of these social laws, these constraints that we put on ourselves, and we have to die to our own religious laws. I know so many students that have made, and and friends, that have made their spiritual life into a good to be lived. If I abide by these rules, I do this each day. Most religion has to die of the law. Paul even goes on to say that he was working so hard that he was ignoring God in the work. He was trying so hard to protect himself. In his pursuit of being the best Jew to get the most accolades, he was, he was ultimately avoiding God's decisions. So true righteousness, Paul says, is to be right with God. And there's nothing that you can do to make right. It only comes Thank mm-hmm. you. change the fact of it, you change the view of it. So if I say to my students, Josh, you have a paper due at 6 p.m. on Monday night. 6.45. Here comes Josh. And he doesn't have his paper. And he says, you will not believe what happened. My bike uh, was stolen. Um, The printer in the library was broken. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to justify himself. You need to see me differently. He wants me to change his view of him. The fact has not changed. The paper is late. It was due at 6, and he brought it at 6.45. Facts are facts. But he's trying to justify himself. That's the fact, Jack. Paper was late. But the view of it. Is He wants me to see him differently. To give him grace. The heart of the gospel is this: your record has not changed. You are sinful, sinful, deeply, deeply sinful. You're all sinners. That has not changed. Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer justified and righteous for you. We have been made right to him because he took his life on the cross, and God changed the way to God, and brought him through us into himself. Martin Luther wrote a very large book on religion in scripture, for Christ is the joy and sweetness of a trembling and troubled heart. We have this on the authority of Paul, who adorns him with the sweetest of title, calling him the one who loves me, who gave himself for me. Therefore, Christ is the lover of those who are in anguish, sin, and death, and the kind of lover who gives himself for us and becomes our high priest. That is the one who interposes himself as the mediator between God and us, miserable sinners. I ask <coughs>